0: back to friend Crush. i'm your host amber killer this is my podcast where i talk about stuff and things cute chaotic and critical thinking you can follow me on instagram tiktok spotify soundcloud at amber killer and the meme page for this podcast is at friend.crush on instagram i hope everybody is doing well oh my god i need to take a sip of tea i hope everyone is doing well i just got back from tokyo a few weeks ago or like the other week and the topic of the quarter life crisis has like been coming into the foreground for me a lot recently because before i went to tokyo i met up with two different people who were also like in their quarter life early mid 20s and then when i was in tokyo i also met up with my friend who's in his early mid 20s Yeah, mid 20s. And I just feel like there's always so much to say for the quarter life crisis period of someone's life. I've come out of my quarter life crisis because I'm now in my late 20s, almost 30, which I'm like so excited about, which is crazy because like I really believe that age is a mindset, you know? Like, obviously there are things in the real world in terms of like you know consent legal age etc that are important to consider but when it comes to like your life satisfaction and how you feel about yourself and how old you may or may not be it definitely has so much more to do with mindset than it does with like your actual age because You could get a group of people that are all the same age and they all feel very differently about where they're at in life, who they are and their relationship with their age. And this is something that I've reflected on a lot in the last few years in my late 20s and recognizing that I'm on my own journey, on my own path when I reflect and consider and appreciate the experiences that I've had that have led me to where I am now and having an appreciation for where I'm at now I know that I couldn't have done it any other way. Like for me personally and my context, that was what, what was required for me to get to where I am today. And whatever comes next, I try to keep an open mind, keep an open heart, try to be intentional, try to stay aware and just like do my best, you know? That's one of the four agreements. Do your best with what you have. Sometimes you don't feel good, you might be sick, you gotta do your best in that context. Not too much, not too little. And it's a process, you know, you can only do your best at doing your best too. But yeah, I mean, the quarter life crisis is like such a real thing. And it's so easy to feel like you're the only person going through it because you might be looking at other people your age or younger than you who seem like they're like more ahead than you, or you might not be able to have like this kind of conversation with the people around you, or you might be the only person who's... Um, single and not in a committed relationship around a bunch of people in their 20s who are like married and having babies or the opposite you're the only person with a kid with in a relationship and everybody else around you is single and it's just like when you sort of pull back your perspective a little bit you realize that everybody is on their own path on their own journey there are some trends there are some paths that seem like to have more in common than others But that's like just the human experience, you know. And I want to make this episode because I've done a previous episode before about like pre-30 panic and the quarter life crisis. But I think that like a conversation I had with my friend when I was in Tokyo about where he's at and how it's like the first big major shift that you experience as an adult when you're going through like your mid to late 20s because you've probably you know, left high school, maybe you've moved away from your hometown, maybe you're at university or you've graduated university. And this is like a really major shift in a lot of people's lives because the friendships and relationships you had growing up, now people have to choose their own independent path. You're not all going to the same school. You're not all going to the same job. At least that's very rare. So, you know, suddenly you're around all these people all the time and you feel like you have so much in common, but then one person moves to a different city. Another person gets in a serious relationship. Another person gets married. Another person goes and starts a career that seems like so unrelated to what you're doing, even though like you just spent the last few years together almost every day. So I think that it can be really overwhelming this stage of life. It was so overwhelming for me because it also happened around like the pandemic. So I was going through like a quarter life crisis and also like a complete devolvement of my career, like <laughs> being stuck in Perth, having all the projects I had planned for 2020, like not happen, getting offered work that I couldn't do, which is crazy. And, you know, I'm not looking for a pity party because now I'm like in a place where I'm so much happier than I was in my early, mid-20s. Like, not that I didn't have fun in my early, mid-20s, but it was like hedonistic, running around, like not really anchored in anything. And I feel like now, post my pandemic era, coming back to Shanghai, being here for like a year and a bit, I'm only just starting to feel anchored in what I'm doing. And even then, like, I'm so open to new opportunities, new experiences, and just like, different things coming into my path or being offered to me that I might not have expected. Um, And yeah, just like seeing what I can make out of my experience. And now it's like, I'm able to have fun, but to also be intentional. And I feel like I have a stronger sense of self so that I can set clearer boundaries. And I am, it's easier for me to navigate a lot of my friendships and relationships now because I know what I want and I think as a result, I am in contact or attracting people who also know what they want or at least like we give each other space to not know and we can communicate that um, rather than, I don't know, I just felt like my early mid-20s was like an emotional soup (laughs) and then like my quarter-life crisis was like, an emotional spiral and now that i'm like coming out of it in my late 20s going into 30 it's like i don't know i feel like the dust has started to settle and there is more clarity at least in the present moment than there was for me like even just two years ago so I'm making this because I know that a lot of my listeners are younger than me and a lot of people are going through this kind of period in their life and you're not alone like it is part of the human experience because change is such a huge thing that we must all experience whether we like it or not whether we're aware of it or not whether we are intentional with how we embrace it or not and I think in your early mid-20s this is like the first big major shift that you have um that's like also happening in tandem with your peers around you. Because I think, you know, obviously at other stages of your life, you might have moved country or moved city when nobody else had. And this is sort of like an isolated experience, but this is like a collective experience you have with people your age, everybody like kind of going in different directions and then suddenly becoming so aware of which direction you may or may not be going and whether that was in line with your expectations when you were growing up or like with expectations from family, from society. So one thing that, um, you know, I sort of talked about with my friend was how like the last time I had seen him, he was in his early 20s and he was kind of associated with this crew and, I thought that when I would go back to Tokyo, I would see them all together, like under the assumption that the crew was still together. I hadn't really spoken to anyone in depth. I didn't really know what was happening. And then when I got to Tokyo, I was like, oh, okay. Like they're not actually that tight anymore. Like it's kind of like disbanded. People have gone separate ways. And then my friend was telling me about it. And because he was like the youngest, I think that there was like a lot for him to process. And he'd also made so much progress on his own in the last few years. And I think because both of us also came from small towns, it can be really overwhelming when you first move to a big city, you actually you know, have access and resources and connections to people who are interested in the same thing as you in a way that you didn't experience growing up in a small town. And then it's like so exciting. You finally feel validated in who you are. You're meeting people, creating community, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you are confronted with the fact that nothing lasts forever. These people that you were, like, so excited to connect with, you felt like you were destined to meet and that you would be, like, ride or die for each other, some of those relationships might start to fray or, you know, may not last in the way that you expect or you might want them to. And it can be, like, really overwhelming, really disappointing. And you might feel like, fuck, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) but it's not okay if you don't as long as you don't let it it won't be and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't feel upset you shouldn't grieve you're not justified in how you feel but I think maintaining hope and reminding yourself to just keep going you know keep doing what's important to you keep connecting with people that you feel like you know, you're on the same page as, on the same wavelength as, maintain and nurture those connections and maintain and nurture the connection that you have with yourself and the things that you love and what's important to you and the people that are important to you. Because it is normal for relationships to only last a season or to only be there for a reason or whatever the saying is. And it it's sad, you know, like even though I was Disappointed, or like it was sad for me to hear that the crew that I knew in Tokyo was like not really the crew anymore. I also totally understood, you know, like I went through the same thing um, in different ways, in many different. Like I think my early twenties, I would have gone through like two or three stages of this. Like when I was moving. When I was going between like university, uh, high school to university, when I was at university, when I was graduating from university, when I left Australia, when I landed in China, when I left China, when I came back to China, like so many of these moves and transitions involved like a shifting in the relationship dynamics around me. I think like the two biggest ones were when I was leaving Perth for the first time to move to China to Shanghai after graduating and then coming back to China last year like they were probably the two most emotionally draining overwhelming transition periods I experienced in terms of my friendships and the people around me because it was especially when I came back last year, it was like really unexpected for me, like some of the shifts that happened. And even like the last few months this year, there was like another shift. And now I'm just at the point where I'm like, okay, trying to stay open to the fact that these things are going to change in ways that I can't control and just trying to embrace it. You know, like as long as I'm being true to me and what I want, um, things will naturally readjust accordingly. You, There's no need to force it. There's no need to feel like you have to chase after something that is already leaving you, is already running away from you and is and is showing like no signs of like reciprocating the desire to remain in your life. And that can be heartbreaking, you know, but that's part of life because it allows you to appreciate those relationships that are consistent or the relationships that enter your life and provide you with new experiences provide you with new connections provide you with new perspectives and that's kind of like how I try to see things now because it's so easy to hyper focus on the relationships that aren't going well and then you lose sight of relationships that are going well but what I noticed is like even if I'm like going through a friend breakup or like a rearranging of like relationships I've been so lucky that I've had people I've been able to connect with new people in the space that a relationship that I no longer have has left you know like this connection leaves you but it creates space for new connections and there sometimes is this transition period between grieving that friendship and processing it so that you have like the emotional space to embrace a new connection but one foot in front of the other you know like you can do it don't give up and those new things will come to you if you keep even just a tiny little part of your mind open to that possibility and it's easy to get overwhelmed and it's okay to be overwhelmed and to give yourself time to process that but try to just remind yourself that it's going to be okay and Rejection is protection, oftentimes, if not all the time. You know, you don't always understand it in the moment, but being able to accept it and to also accept the uncertainty, accept the resistance you have to the uncertainty in order to accept the uncertainty, that just helps to anchor you and allow the dust to settle in a way that it can't when you are stuck in the emotional sort of spiral of it all. But Yeah, I think that's, like, the biggest thing about the quarter-life crisis is that it is the first major transition, like, phase of your life where everything is going in different directions at the same time for the first time, I think. And it can be really hard to navigate. But once you've been through this maybe, like, you know, three to four times at least, that's how much it took for me, Um, it gets easier and you... Know what you need to do to just like return to yourself, like what self-care practices or like which friendships you can lean on, which activities you can do that make you feel good and just allow space for new things to enter your life, I think. Because it's really easy for some people to just get stuck in that, in the dread, In the anxiety of the quarter life crisis until they're well into their 30s. You know, like I definitely feel like I've met people or seen people who are just so emotionally stuck in that place and it keeps them physically stuck too in a job they don't like, in a relationship that they're unfulfilled by, in friendships that, you know, are not like nurturing or supportive at all. And that is like my greatest fear, you know, I feel like the fear of being unhappy in a way that I can actually take control of, um, motivates me to try to embrace change that I feel out of control in, you know, like once you've been consistent in, practices that can anchor your sense of self or being consistent and determined in your desire to be authentic in who you are you realize that life takes effort regardless but how you direct your effort has such a huge impact on the outcomes that you experience you know like if I'm putting in effort to be hedonistic and run away from my problems, shit's just gonna get worse. I'm only creating more problems that I need to solve later on. But if I face things head on, even though it can feel way scarier than just running, I minimize the amount of effort I need to exert and maximize the amount of enjoyment that I have. You know, like I was just did an interview the other day and like the topic of like OCD came up and I'm not like OCD, OCD, but I was using it as like a hyperbole term around like some part of like my habits and i was like i'm like too lazy to go out of my way to solve problems that i might be able to prevent and it's like i have like preventative <laughs> ocd i would rather put in the effort now to prevent an outcome an an undesirable outcome than to put in effort to try to avoid it in like an illogical way and then have even more mess to clean up you know it's like even around something like drinking it's like I don't like drinking that much I can drink a little but not often and not much because I don't like feeling hungover I don't like all the problems that come with drinking so even though like I could run away from my problems by drinking I solve and avoid so many problems just by limiting my drinking you know and That's kind of like the approach I take to life in general. Like, I want to put in effort, but I want to be, I want to work smarter, not harder, right? I want to be strategic. I'm lazy in certain areas so that I have enough energy to focus on the areas that do matter. And that's such a big thing that I learned in my quarter life crisis, you know? Like, you can create this illusion of control by emotionally charging effort that you put towards things that like you can't actually control and then you're kind of like creating a bigger and bigger mess than if you just let go, withdrew some of that energy and kept it for having a good time, you know, like you just allocated it where it needed to go, self-care practices, self-discipline and then you have more energy left over to have fun. So it takes time to like make that conversion, but I feel like quarter life crisis, you're still you have your whole life ahead of you, you know? People die at age 50 and that's considered young, you know? But for some reason, people in their 20s and 30s are like, oh, "I'm so old, I'm so old." It's like, "You're not even 30," or like, "You're only just 30-something." Only people who are like believe that they're old in their 30s come across as old, you know? Like I've I've met like people in their 40s who look like they're in their early 30s and it's because they're not letting like themselves they're not allowing themselves to be defined by their age they're just like I'm living my life living my best life and like their age and the details of it aren't relevant and I think you can reinvent yourself at any age you don't have to if you miss the early mid-20 crisis and you have one at midlife or 35 it's not too late you know I know people in their 50s that are reinventing themselves and I think that's the great part about like having awareness like I say it gives you this privilege of choice and the ability to become intentional with what you're doing. Maybe you realize all of a sudden, okay, I haven't been intentional in this area of my life. Now I can be intentional. And of course it's scary because like with awareness comes responsibility too. Like now you can't blame other people. Now you can't just blame your circumstances. Now you have to really think about like, okay, how am I going to respond to this rather than react and assume that it's somebody else's problem, you know, but I have awareness of it. So I actually have choice. That's kind of a huge thing that I learned too. Like, okay, I could be annoyed that it's like maybe unfair that I know what's happening or I have an awareness and then I have to be responsible, but I'm gonna have a much better outcome knowing that I've been intentional with my decision versus this other person who denies their awareness and like represses their emotions or ignores how they feel making decisions from like a fear-based place, it might seem like it's easier for them, but it'll be so much harder for them down the line. Like just expanding your vision so that you can be operating in a way that is playing the long game. You know, like happiness is not something that always comes overnight. Sometimes you really do need to like plant seeds and wait seasons for them to bear fruit. You know, like that's what Nature is like, but we're so di- we're so divorced from nature in like modern life, and we assume that just because technology has managed to reach speeds that we can't that we can reach those speeds too. but I don't think we can, you know like we're still just humans, we're still just monkeys with the prefrontal cortex, you know <laughs> so the quarter life crisis, so real, so natural let yourself go through it, journal through it. I wish I started journaling earlier in my quarter life crisis. I probably could have avoided a lot of things, but ultimately I'm happy that I developed an awareness when I did. And it's never too late. I think that you will look back on this time and laugh almost, you know, if you take awareness if you embrace your awareness and then you start being intentional like i am so much happier in my late 20s at 30 almost 30 than i am in my early 20s like i said earlier you know i was just kind of like running around fucking around and now it's like okay i can be responsible and i also can be chaotic and i can be intentional in both of those things and i feel like it only gets better from here once you have the practice of being aware being intentional it changes how you see yourself how you see the world and as a result how you interact with it and I just want to encourage anybody who feels like the world is ending for them in their early 20s or their mid-20s that it's okay like you just have to push through this period like courage is not the absence of of fear, but your ability to overcome it and that is such a huge part of moving through this stage of your life because it can seem so scary. It can seem like it was so much easier for everybody else, but being able to just say like, you know what? I accept that this is the amount of effort I need to put in to get over this. You know, that's something that was also really big for me in my 20s when I realized like, okay, I'm obviously predisposed to like certain mental health issues and It might seem so easy for other people to stay mentally stable without having to like put in daily effort. And that's so annoying. And like, why can't that be me? But then I was just like, you know what? I just have to commit to what it takes for me to feel good about myself and not compare that to anybody else. Maybe for you, it doesn't take that much. Maybe for you, it takes a lot more than everybody else. But if you make that commitment, like, you have nothing to lose, you know, and everything to gain from being able to be like, okay, I need to wake up in the morning, do a meditation, make sure I do physical exercise, make sure that my diet is balanced, make sure that I'm not drinking or smoking too much. Like, if you are able to develop discipline around these things in a way that maintains you being hot and having fun, then everything else will fall into place. That's been my experience. That is like how I see it because it's okay to like deviate and to you know have periods where you're not as consistent as others but if you can commit to like at least six months to a year of really making it an effort to return to yourself return to maintaining your own garden that is your mind palace that is your sense of self then I think that everything else becomes so much easier you know it's so much harder to to reverse engineer these things, like to get really successful or like to fulfill everybody else's desires and wishes for you and then fulfill your own, you can do it, but that is definitely the long way, you know, like because it's so much harder now you've gone beyond your own boundaries. Everybody's used to it and assumed that you're okay with it. And now you have to suddenly pull back and redefine everything. It's kind of like, I don't know. Whereas if you just come out the gate as you are, and allow space for people to be you know offended by that or to be triggered by it as long as you do things with like intention and kindness not not everybody's going to get it you know like i've been in friendships where i feel like i've done everything i can to be a good friend and that's still not enough for that person and it's much easier for me to walk away from those relationships now because i know that i was who i am and if they don't like that i can't help that i have other people i know that can accept me for who I am and I'm very lucky and an incompatibility is just an incompatibility like it's not really anything you can do about it because once you have been true to yourself and once you've practiced that you realize that it's not about being liked by everyone it's about making sure that your opinion of yourself is as important if not more important than everybody else's you take Feedback, but you don't need to change who you are for anyone because you are on your own path. Everybody is on their own path. You can't change other people either. And other people can't expect you to change if it's not actually already authentic to you, you know? So those are my thoughts. (laughs) Seriously, like I feel so much better about myself and about my life in my late 20s going into early 30s than I did when I was in my early mid20s over glamorized over hyped period of your life I think you know like I think the thing about the the great thing about getting older is being able to appreciate how you're accumulated experience contributes to the opportunities that come in the future when you're young you just haven't been alive long enough to accumulate resources and experience that can I don't know like give you a foundation to do new things on of course there are like prodigy level people who have a lot of um fortune in their early 20s but that's still rare you know and they have they miss out on a lot of things that you learn in your 20s because they're busy maintaining that wealth or success and they will eventually have to back go back and like relearn or figure figure those things out at a later date and that's okay too like everyone's journey is different but you're never really able to have it all at the same time or for a sustainable amount of time you know something has to give So especially when you're young and I think that the frustrating part about your early mid-20s is when you see people who just happen to have like this kind of more mature access in their 20s and thinking that you're missing out on something but that's they're an exception and if you are intentional in building and building something for yourself and like creating a sense of self that is like really authentic to you things will naturally come to you people will seek you out you won't even have to look for the things that you want you know I don't know does that make sense just don't give up okay keep being true to yourself let the relationships that you know aren't working out as well as you expected to just sort of like fall to the wayside if they need to or take a back seat and remember that you get to be in the front seat you get to be in the driver's seat and you also get to determine who else is in the car with you so sometimes you know you need to rotate people out maybe they can return at a later date but rejection is protection for real it can be heartbreaking because you develop an attachment to something or an idea that's not actually in your reality and then you're kind of like mourning the idea even though the reality is not in line with that that's really tough but it's natural and it's human and just being aware of that means that you have a better sense of how to navigate it than if you didn't and I think that's a blessing in and of itself you know anyway those are my thoughts hope you're doing well Follow me on Instagram and TikTok and all the things. And the friend crush meme page at friend.crush website hopefully up soon. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your friends and family that you love them. Drink lots of water. Stay hot and having fun. Love you. Speak soon. Bye.